Today we're talking about Ouija boards because I know when I'm dead, I'm only talking to my family through a Pucker Brothers approved plastic board game. So, after our roaring return at the end of 2016 with a Christmas episode and then the New Year's episode, I was sitting there going, we're back, baby, we're back, baby. (laughs) I reckon you're doing the same thing in the same voice. I was, I was. (laughs) This week, I get the email from Facebook around the engagement with the Facebook page this week. They sent through some stats each week. Yeah, yeah. What's it say? So, in my head, I'm going, when the email came through, I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, this is it. Looked at it. Page visits, four. Weekly total, <laughs> weekly total reach, two. <laughs> so, hang on. The people that went to the page didn't even look at it. Didn't read no. <laughs> People engaged, one. <laughs> We're back, baby. We are back. That's probably... That person engaged was probably you just checking the stats as well. So. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, that isn't the downloads, but clearly our social media profile needs some work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. So, Ouija boards. This is one of those topics where you put it on the table and I was like, nah, not interested. Doesn't seem interesting. Mm. I think you were right. I think this is a little bit interesting, this topic. It is a lot interesting, I would say. Have you ever taken to the board? Do you have form here? I've never done it, I must admit. But I do know that you have. And how were your ex- what was your experience like? Well, I got two experiences. The first is when I met my wife, she often spoke about a time when she was uh, probably in her early teens and her and her friends did a Ouija board session. Yeah. And she fully was kind of on board with this actually happened. Some freakish things happened. There was like four girls and it was spelling out words. They didn't even know what it meant. And when they went to look up um, what the words meant, it was like, you know, the seventh layer of heaven was what the word meant. I think it was Zion was the word. Yeah, right. So, she was, she was like, I'm telling you, this was the freakiest thing I've ever gone through in my life. Mm. And I, being a big skeptic, was just sitting there going, nah, nah. <laughs> Nah. You're one of these things where I can't really argue with her experience. Yeah. But I was just like, no. That's, uh, no. (laughs) And then we were at her sister's one night and the sister's boyfriend at the time had a Ouija board. And they've gone, right, let's do it. Let's, Let's give this a crack. So, the four of us sat around a table and played the game. And I kid you not... It was one of the freakier kind of nights of my life. Why? So, what happened? So, the little piece that you all put your fingers on to move around the board to spell things, Mm. it was like zigzagging and flying all over the board. And all of us were kind of like, I'm not not pushing it. Are you pushing it? Like, someone's (laughs) pushing it. Yeah. And it was... And we're asking this um, spirit questions, saying, what's your name? And it spelt out, John, how old are you? It was five. What, What country were you from? It was from Sudan. How did you die? Drowned. And it was like spelling these words out really efficiently. It's and interesting going, if he's from Sudan. Why would he be speaking in English? That was, <laughs> that was my thought at the time as well. Because I was... Because She's I'd very been, well educated. 
Because I was kind of known as his massive skeptic, I was still as things as it was flying around, going no, no, this is not happening. <laughs> but then, like some really like weird coincidence stuff happened. Like the laptop that was on the bench, all of a sudden had a power surge and lit up, and just purely coincidentally, the uh, sister-in-law's laptop had a skull as the screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> so it was just that kind of freaky stuff made it really, really eerie. And at the end of it, I was kind of like, I don't believe that we were talking to a spirit, but I, and I do believe that people were being honest that they weren't pushing it. Yeah. But at the time, I'm like, I don't, I can't explain the psychology of how that was moving around. Yeah. Like that's kind of what what I walked away with. Um. So I. It was a bizarre experience. I, I think I need to have a go. I need to Ouija up. Maybe you I'll need go to Ouija. They actually sell them at Toys R Us. So, <laughs> I think I'll head down to the board game aisle. <laughs> yeah. Next to Hungry Hungry Hippo. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I used to say to my wife when she was going on about how it actually happened. I would be like, you do know this is a board game. Like, do you think when you play Hungry Hungry Hippo, you're actually satiating the hunger of hippopotamus? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's right. <laughs> that well, when I, did, when I do play Hungry Hungry Hippo, it's almost like I'm not actually pressing the hippo. He's just doing it on his own. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> He's just chewing on his own. He's just a Hungry Hungry Hippo. It's... <laughs> All right, so let's just let's get back to my... This is my only role in the podcast, is the definition at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so... So let's just get to it. <laughs> so what is a Ouija board? Here's I'm going to earn my keep here. Okay, so the Ouija board <laughs> is also known as a spirit board or a talking board. It's a flat board marked with letters of the alphabet. So the numbers 0 to 9, the words yes, no, occasionally hello, always goodbye, um, and other various symbols and graphics. And it uses this small sort of heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic called a planchette. And uh, participants put their hand on it and then move it around and... Supposedly, it's uh, some dead person that's communicating from the afterlife. Yeah, having a having a chat with someone uh, from the afterlife. Yeah. Little fun fact: the Ouija board named itself. Did you know that? I did not know that. It uh, it was designed, and then can't remember what the exact detail was, but ultimately they kind of said, you know, what should we call you? And it spelt out Ouija. Yeah, and right. that's how it was named. Because I heard and it was it, from the French and German words for yes. So, French we and German ja, or spelt ja. Yeah, and I think the, yeah. the founders went to Ouija and then looked it up and they learned that that's, that's kind of what it meant. Similar to um, kind of what happened with my wife around Zion. What's Zion? Oh, that's the seventh layer of heaven. Right. Um, similar kind of thing. Now, I think the hardest bit about researching this episode was figuring out how to spell it. Tell me you didn't spell it wrong initially. Did you get I it? never... Did you mean Ouija? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, it's always, <laughs> it's always so insulting, that little, yes, I did, you know everything, Google. Yeah. Like, right. it's always insulting. Yeah, it's, yeah I've, I've got it <laughs> no on my all. notes. On my notes page here, I have it spelt about six different ways, and I don't think any of them are correct. Yeah, I know. And it took me 10 years to figure out even how to say it. So, apparently, the official pronunciation, Ouija... Or Ouija. So, yeah, I, I went the Ouija and I thought it sounds too much like squeegee. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy it's it's acceptable. Actually, I actually uh, cleaned my car with a Ouija the other day and uh, cleaned itself. Didn't even have to move the uh, sponge. <laughs> Ter- <laughs> That's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Apparently, just to get us back on topic, when they went 
to get a patent for the board game, the guy that was issuing it kind of said, you need to prove to me that this works. And this is one of those stories that you can just punch holes right through. But they've they said to the guy, okay, well, we don't know what your name is. The board will tell us what your name is. And the guy's like, yep, I haven't told you my name. So if it can tell me what my name is, you'll get the patent. And they actually, the board spelt out the guy's name. The guy was amazed and they gave him the patent. I'm like, he's not even dead. Like, the board's not claiming to be a psychic, is it? All-knowing. And that's like, why would a five-year-old kid from Sudan know this guy's name? It's just... For instance, I'm just borrowing your five-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) Borrowing from a previous anecdote. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm going to work in another Hungry Hungry Hippo reference as well. So, strap yourself in, guys. <laughs> Get in the ready position. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's some really interesting examples of people that have had some pretty bizarre experiences with Ouija boards. Yeah. And even my wife had a friend who apparently, and obviously it's secondhand, so who knows. But apparently they were playing it one night and the lights were flicking on and off. There's some weird stuff that is just... I know I'm in the camp of these are coincidences or yeah. kind of I think anything eras. Like that kind of stuff happens all the time. You know when there's like a bit of an electricity surge and the lights will be get a bit brighter and then go back down. Do you ever get that? Yes, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You wouldn't even think about it if you weren't like suddenly you're on the the Ouija board and then you're attributing something else to all these things that happen every day where you don't even think about it. Yeah, that's right. I remember once I was watching a kind of uh, YouTube video of a skeptic giving a presentation and someone in the audience was kind of saying, no, no, there are things that happen that you can't explain with your science and skepticism. And she says, for example, one day I was parking the car and I noticed that the parking meter clock was stuck on a, on a certain time. Mm. And then a few minutes later, she gets a call saying that her husband has just passed away at exactly that time. And she put that question to the sceptic, kind of saying, how do you explain that? And he said, oh, well, there's, there's really two ex- possible explanations. One is, it's just a really amazing coincidence. Uh, the second is that the parking machine knew. <laughs> then, <laughs> That's really good. And the way that he said it was just like, the parking yeah. machine knew. <laughs> yeah, take that. Yeah, there's no comeback to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of your bands, the Mars Volta... You're a fan of the Mars Volta? No, not really. I didn't. Don't they do that that song that you sent me the other day? No, that's Sun Vault. Sun that's Vault. A, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll start that again. <laughs> I've just tried to have a little bit of music credibility there. Special guest Molly Meldrum here uh, on What's That About? <laughs> anyway, there's a band that has Vault in the name that apparently was all into the Ouija board. And they were getting some gerbled kind of letter combinations out that weren't, they weren't, that wasn't English. Mm. So they took it to a translator and apparently it was a combination of like Latin and Hebrew. And when it got translated, it was these beautiful poetic lyrics that they then used uh, in their album, The Bedlam of Goliath. You have to ask, did anyone actually speak a mix of Hebrew and uh, Latin? Latin. Surely no one ever spoke that. Do you reckon? No, I think a lot of five-year-old Sudanese guys are very fluent in the... Uh... <laughs> five-year-old Sudanese guys. Little known fact, some of the hungry hippos in Africa actually are very fluent in Latin. <laughs> but that's pretty freaky. Like, if they didn't have the ability to speak Latin or Hebrew and they got, they got some kind of, 
you know, words out and they got it translated yeah. and it made coherent sense. That's if, if it's true. Oh. It's very interesting, but don't underestimate like a record labels marketing department. It could just oh, yeah, be yeah. all. It's pretty clever. Yeah, 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 that's true. Which one of the guys in the band just studied for ten years to learn Latin to play this is amazing prank on them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> Another interesting fact: Bill Wilson, the co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, he uh, was w- way into the Ouija board. He had a little in his house. He had a room called a spook room which he used purely to communicate with spirits. And apparently uh, he used to communicate with a 15th century monk named Boniface, who inspired the 12 steps of the AA program. Now, I think that's a mark against the Ouija board because I don't care who you are or what time you lived, you're not going to tell someone your name's Boniface if you don't have to. You're going to make up another name. Boniface. Come on. That's not a name. Yeah, I'm I'm the B-man. Yeah. It's it's, it's the B-train checking in on the Ouija. All right. (laughs) B-face coming at (laughs) you. Yeah, you're not not admitting to Bonnie face. Yeah, no. That's right. It's a terrible name. (laughs) Um, Another fact, apparently around World War One. so when was that? It was like 1914 to 18. Every household in the US. You said that like you hadn't just looked it up. That's what I like. No, no. Oh. I have a... I'm telling you this right now, Donovan. Yep. I have a memory for dates of wars. Yeah, right. Like you wouldn't believe. Throw a war at me, I'll give you the date. Korean. That was 1950 to 53. Hmm. Uh, gee, think of a war, Don. Napoleon's... <laughs> uh, Napoleon... Napoleonic War? Don't even know if that exists. Does it? <laughs> the Napoleonic I War? I don't know that one. <laughs> um, it was one of those random things. I think I learnt the dates when I was 17 and they just stuck. And yeah, it's, right. It's a, it's a very useless party trick. It's good, though. But anyway. It's a bit of good knowledge. Remember when you used to memorize pi to, like, 50 decimal places? Yeah. What was that about? I think, I don't know. I just think I like the memory challenge. Yeah. That oh, was pretty cool. Impressive. Pretty cool. Did you pretty ever have cool. a practical application? Well, you know, once <laughs> I was in a tutorial, I think. And they were talking about pi. And I was just looking for a window to kind of go... Oh, yeah. I can uh, tell you what pie is, but it was would have just been too socially odd for me to just launch into it. Yeah, yeah. Once you get beyond two decimal places, you just look like a freak. Actually, you do. And I actually mention it to people that you use to memorize it. And every single time, a look of pity comes across their face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, used to, I'm used to that look. It's like, like, why? The time? I, I don't know why, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> I think it was actually the same year that I didn't I didn't drink anything other than water. Oh yeah, that's impressive. That's a bizarre thing. I was like I was like eighteen at the time. What eighteen year old drinks nothing but water for a year? Yeah, but you were like into kung fu and everything. I mean, like you were into this. I was pure, trying to be all disciplined and, and, and Yeah, yeah. Nah, look at me now. Pretty good. <laughs> look at you look now. At me now. <laughs> Do you the world of good just to stay on water for, <laughs> for, for a year? Um, apparently, around the time of World War One, nearly every household in the US had a Ouija board. It was it was the most popular kind of board based game, even more popular than Monopoly. Mm. And then that continued for about fifty years. But in nineteen seventy three, when The Exorcist came out, and there was a kind of very frightening Ouija board scene in that movie, apparently. Everyone freaked out and they all threw their Ouija boards out. And from that moment on, it's been nowhere near as popular. Yeah. So, it really was like a massively popular game. Yeah. In the past. They used to That's promote it 
as like a fun thing to do on a date. And you see all this old, these old advertisements of two people sharing one milkshake with two straws playing a Ouija board. Like, it's pretty weird. Yeah, right. One other fact before we get down to actually what's happening is apparently in 1994, four London jurors were deliberating on the fate of this guy uh, who was on trial for murdering a couple of people. And it came out that they, four of them, they sat down with a Ouija board to ask some spirit who did it. Um, and they ended up giving him a guilty verdict. And when that came out in the news, he had to have a retrial. Whoa. So that's what they based their decision on. Far out. And then the retrial was also a guilty verdict. So just a waste of taxpayers' money, really. <laughs> but, <laughs> listen to the Ouija board is the lesson in this one. <laughs> he could have saved so much money. <laughs> that's the take <takeaway>. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Luke, what, what, are the, what does science say is actually happening in this, these situations with the Ouija? Yeah, the most common explanation is a thing called the idiomotor effect. And this is essentially saying that your body can do things without your mind consciously being aware that you're doing it. So, the, the way that they've tested this, or the, the best example they've got that the Ouija board isn't actually talking to the dead, is a, an experiment that was done in 2012 where they blindfolded people and then got them to use a Ouija board and... Where their eyes were, where they, while they were blindfolded, they pivoted the board 90 degrees and then all of a sudden the answers didn't make any sense. Right. So that's a very clear thing that this is not actually a phenomenon that's happening spiritually. This is something that's happening within the, per, the people involved. Right. So the idiomotor effect is kind of saying that you can have very, very small little motor movements with your hand that can be happening without you consciously telling your hand to do it. And when you combine that with our desire to answer questions that are posed, you bring those two effects together and they reckon that explains it. So if it's, you ask the question, what's your name? And you all kind of unknowingly move the piece to the J. Most commonly, when it, if it's a J and you presume you're talking to a boy, you will all subconsciously be like, okay, John is the most logical name to give this this figure mm, i was gonna um, say so johnny face but uh <laughs> johnny face <laughs> so i was like, really hoping these... you said b instead of j then <laughs> john funny face funny face yeah <laughs> so while it's they, the way they explain it is like you know how you can't hold a laser pointer perfectly still like the laser the dot will always move a little bit yeah or when you, that whole wives tale around holding a wedding ring above a pregnant lady's stomach with a string attached. Yeah. And how you think you're not moving it and all of a sudden a pendulum starts happening. Yeah. They reckon it's a similar kind of effect where you are actually moving and you don't know you're moving. So, um, it's called the idiomotor effect and they reckon that explains it. It's, it to me, it's, it's, it's a satisfactory explanation. Mm. But it, like, there's still some examples that I'm like, oh, there's got to be more to it than that because people spelling out words that no one at the table has ever heard before, that's pretty freaky. Like, can that explain that? Or maybe one person had heard of it and they were subconsciously just answering that way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, so, what's it's your ultimate freaky. verdict then? Do you believe that it actually is a tool to talk to people in the afterlife or not? Yes so It definitely isn't. Nah. No, no. Okay, no. It, it definitely isn't. But what I think it is, is a really, really interesting look into how the mind makes decisions 
below our level of awareness. Yeah. That, to me, is why this is so fascinating. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Um, mm. oh, so interesting. And the fact that when you, when you do it, you should do it. Like, just do it sometime. Yeah, yeah. Because you swear that you aren't pushing it, but it's zipping around the board. Like, it's a really dramatic effect that happens and everyone's, yeah. you know, quite freaked out. So, that's the, uh, I guess, the case closed on Ouija boards. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't be afraid to jump over to the Facebook page. Get those, uh, get those stats up. And uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you can. That would be very much appreciated. I know Bonnie Face will be straight there on his uh, iPhone. And uh, Bonnie Face sixty nine. I Bonnie think his uh, handle is <laughs> Bonnie Face sixty nine at yahoo.com. That's his email address if anyone wants to contact him. <laughs> if someone creates an account called John from Sudan and just kind of <laughs> says, "Loving this from beyond the grave," I'll give you ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want to read a review from. Sweet Lil Boniface 69. That's, <laughs> that's what I really want. <laughs> that, that'll do. Alrighty, catch you next time. See you guys. Bye.